On this episode, we learn how to leverage credit. Jan Stavisky joins the show, and this conversation will blow your mind. Jan shared how credit actually works, how he got out of $82,000 in debt, how he flies first class for less than the price of coach, and how he stays at five-star hotels for free, all because of his knowledge of credit. Uh, There were times in this episode where I actually lost my train of thought because I was taking notes. If there was ever an episode where you wanted to have a pen and paper handy, this is the one. Uh, If you love the episode, please don't forget to subscribe, share, leave a review. It helps a ton and enjoy. Do you ever wonder how some podcasts get thousands of new listeners and you don't? Do you wonder how people get featured in major publications? Do you ever wonder how Instagram videos go viral? Welcome to the Giant Voices Podcast, hosted by Carson Jones. Every week, we bring you the biggest names in podcasting, marketing, and public relations to help you break through the noise and take your brand to the next level. Oh, and we like to mix in the uncomfortable topics like mental health, anxiety, and the internal battles that keep us from growing. Now, let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Giant Voices Podcast. I'm your host, Carson Jones. And on today's episode, Jan Stavisky, the credit guy, joins the show. Um, Jan's story, he went from 82000 in debt to a thriving career teaching people how to master the art of credit. Um, you consistently helps people learn how credit works, how to leverage credit, how to grow your business with credit, and how to leverage it to get what you want, including trips, hotels, luxuries, and more. Um, Jan, at the age of 25, has visited over 36 countries, all because of mastering the art of credit. Um, in addition, he shows people exactly how to do it for themselves. I'm excited to, to learn some stuff personally and very excited to have him on the show. Leon, thanks for being on. Let's do it, brother. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, so I, uh, I knew it was going to be, we were going to have to plan this because you're all over the place. But before we get to that, I know you, you got a trip planned tomorrow, but let's go back to before you were doing any of this stuff because life wasn't so great at one point. You were $82,000 in debt. And I want to hear that story. Like, how did you get in debt? And then how did you get out? Yes. So one thing I recently figured out is why do schools and colleges not have credit courses? And the reason is, and like 99.99% of people do not know this. And that's because banks make 22% on everybody's debt. The debt that, you know, people run up on credit cards, on loans, on student loans. It's a crazy, it's a crazy interest. And banks make so much money off of this. And the reason they can make so much money off of this is because people go through school and college not understanding how it works. So they come out inevitably programmed to get into the situation where I was at, which mine was extreme, $82,000 in credit card debt by the age of like 21 or 22. But the majority of people, 90% have over $10,000 in debt. So they're, they're programmed like you and I, and everybody else that's listening to this are pretty much conditioned to get into that situation. How, how sad is it that people go through school and college are programmed to get screwed? Yeah. So was yours, was yours from school or was yours from business, taxes? Like how, did you, how did you get into debt? Because the system is certainly set up for people to fail. Like even me, I consider myself you know, I like very knowledgeable, at least of how money works and how the, the world works. But even I'm... I'd say very apprentice level when it comes to credit and understanding credit. Like how, how, did you, how did you get into that debt? I actually was able to pay off my schooling with, through a bunch of like entrepreneurial hustles that I did. I had like a fitness company. I did swim less. I, I did every single possible hustle there was to pay through school. 
So luckily I did not have student debt, but I did not want to work for anybody and I wanted to be my own, uh, my own boss. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And I was since, uh, since I was like 14 or something, I had a, I had every little business possible. I had a car washing business. Uh, I taught art lessons. So I was 14. Okay. And the only job I had was be, uh, being a lifeguard, which wasn't really a job. I was like sitting on the beach the whole time, uh, getting paid $12 nonetheless. But when I was uh, coming out of school, when I was 20 or 21 years old, uh, I got this little white envelope in the mail. Maybe I was, yeah, I was 20. So I got this little white envelope in the mail and it says, you've been pre-qualified for a $5,000 credit line. The story of us all, right? That's how, that's how it starts, right? That's how it starts, man. And I had tiny bit of money. Like I, I was maybe living off of a thousand bucks a month. I was trying to do little hustles here and there. I was pulling in some cash, but $5,000 uh, without having any credit knowledge, it seemed like I was getting five grand from the bank to use for whatever. I'm like, the first thoughts in my mind were like, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go on this trip. I'm going to go buy some stuff. I'm going to go and you know, use it to start my entrepreneurial uh, venture, like my actual entrepreneurial career. So fast forward a year and a half later, a year and a half later, okay, mind you, I started from uh, just getting like one credit card or a $5,000 credit line uh, from Wells Fargo, it was. The white envelope came from Wells Fargo. Fast forward a year and a half later, uh, I was in $82,000 worth of credit card debt. I was depressed. Um, I had no income, so I wasn't working anywhere. I was living in San Francisco which my rent is, is stupid here. I mean, I, I was not, I couldn't even, I couldn't even get guac on my, on my Chipotle. I mean, it was, it was so bad. And I say $82,000 and $82,000 is because the last time I sat down and checked all my bills, like at this, at this very desk right here, I sat down, I pulled up all my bills and I calculated what it was at that time, which was $82,000. I had a stack of bills, like, like, like higher, higher than that stack of books. And before I never read books, okay, now I do. <laughs> but I had bills stacked that high. But that 82K actually went higher. I just, I literally don't want to admit it, but it probably went to like a hundred something thousand dollars. Simply because during that time, I was uh, accumulating so much interest that I wasn't, I wasn't even to, able to pay it back. Okay, at that time, I started making like 4,000 bucks maybe for my hustles, trying to start this, this and that. But the interest was about $4,500 every single month. So I, I, wasn't even, I, like, I wasn't even able to pay down the interest to get my debts lower. The debt was getting higher and higher and higher. And I, I didn't have any work. I didn't have anybody supporting me. Uh, this, the situation got so, so bad that I was even thinking about going back to Russia. Like I, I'm, from, I'm from Russia. I came here when I was seven. And I have some family over there. And I, I was so depressed and I was in such a bad situation. I didn't even see a way out of this. I was like, you know, like maybe, maybe I just go back to Russia. I mean, this, this is so bad that I don't see a way out. Yeah. So I, I pride myself on the show of not talking about like the typical business stuff where we, we get a little bit deeper. And you, you made a good point. I was there too. Um, 
couple of years ago before, you know, my business started taking off, like I had gotten that shiny envelope and it's like, oh, you've been approved for a credit card. And, and it starts off, it's like a slippery slope where you're like, okay, I'll just use it for this. And then you're like, oh, I'll just use it for this. And then, you know, something good will happen in your business. And you're like, oh, that money's coming. You know, I'll just use a little bit more. And it starts to spiral. And I remember nothing would give, gives me more anxiety than feeling like, uh, like I'm in debt, like to feel like, like I'm owed somebody. And you did this all the way up to like $82,000 worth of debt. Like what did that do to you? Like psychologically, uh, physiologically, like I just remember every day it stressed me out and I could feel it. It was almost like this feeling in my chest where I couldn't breathe because I knew this storm of financial burden was, was weighing over me. And I, didn't really have a plan to get out of it. Did you go through stuff like that? Dude, hundred percent, like on, on the worst level possible. Like I would sit days on end in my office, just like thinking of like how bad my situation was. Like no matter how hard I try to think, I couldn't think of a way out of it. I had, I had dreams of like people chasing me all the time. I had dreams of uh, volcanoes, which was a sign of like, like, um, you know, having, having some sort of massive pressure on you. And it always felt like there was a huge weight on my chest. Like, like, like you said, yeah, but, but an $82,000 weight on my chest. So even when I was going to do my little hustles to try to make some money, I knew that was all going to waste because I knew that my debt wasn't even decreasing. I'm simply going to be paying another $500 in interest after I hustle a hundred hours a week just to make that $4,000 and then still owe the bank $500 more in interest without my debt being paid down. Jesus. So yeah, you're, you're working, but it's almost more depressing because you're putting in all this work and you know that you're, you're not getting a dollar of that. It's all going into something that's just basically going to transpire like back into more debt and you're not moving. It's a hamster wheel. So you get to the worst spot possible. And then obviously from there, there's only one thing to do and so say you all, you have to fight your way out of it. What was, what, what was the steps after that? that turn things around? How do you, how do you go? Because it's overwhelming. I, I've been there before where you're like, okay, I can't do $82,000 in one day. You almost have to have a plan. Like what did you do to start paying that debt down? Um, I, I do want to mention like another detail of how I got into this, uh, the $82,000 uh, in, in that year and a half. The reason I understand now is one, I had zero knowledge of credit just like everybody else. But two, me, uh, me not wanting to work for anybody or me just wanting to be my, be my own boss was the biggest mistake that I could ever have made. Mm-hmm. Because, and every entrepreneur does this. They, realize, they don't realize how much of a risk it is to go and start working for yourself and rely on whatever income they make by themselves without having anything supplementary to fall back on or to fuel whatever they're trying to do. And at that time, I had shiny object syndrome to the max to the max. I was sitting on Instagram every day. I'm like, Oh, this guy has a Lambo. What business does he do? Oh, he does drop shipping. Okay. I'm going to do drop shipping. Oh, this guy's trading uh, Forex. Oh, I'm going to go trade Forex at the same time. And I'm like, if I do four businesses, I can make so much money. And at the same time, uh, because I had no knowledge of credit, I was using credit for everything that I was doing. Mm-hmm. I had no idea how underwriting works, how these interests work, how they start piling up how they start getting bigger without even notifying me. Yeah, that, that is, that is, dude, sometimes 
I, it's hard to understand because you don't understand. There's nothing to like think about. But but the uh, entrepreneurship is so funny. And I did the same thing. I built a drop shipping store. I tried to do real estate. It's really difficult to sort of stay in your own lane and find something and stick with it because you're constantly seeing everybody else in different industries that are putting out the best forms of themselves and putting out the shiny versions of themselves. And you're seeing all this fancy stuff. And then you don't realize like bouncing from one thing to another, you may never make any progress. And it's funny you said you, you started buying a lot of courses because I bought so many courses when I was first started working for myself. I bought so many of these courses because I was like, okay, I'll just put this on a credit card and this course is going to teach me how to make money. So I'll just pay that off later. And then I'd never even use the course because then somebody else was pitching me a course a week later. And I was like, okay, that didn't work. Uh, I spent a week doing that. That didn't work. Uh, I'm now I'm going to do this and this will pay it off. And it just, it's an endless cycle yeah. of, of like, okay, the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, and you don't ever make any progress. Is that what you were doing too? I was going backwards. <laughs> I had information overload. Uh, but yes, I was kind of buying courses, but I wasn't using them mm -hmm. just like, just like you were. And instead I was like, I'm smart enough to do it and try it by myself. I didn't, I didn't like, I had no concept of how to learn. The only concept I had is go to my class learn from somebody that makes $30,000 a year and tells me that this is what I need to do. And yeah. so I was like, okay, I see, I see these people succeeding. So I'm smart enough because I'm an entrepreneur <laughs> just because I labeled myself an entrepreneur. So I, that means I'm smart enough to succeed by trial and error in this particular business without actually going, you know, taking course, actually focusing on that one particular course, seeing what that one particular person is doing not showing and executing on that. Instead, I was doing trial and error on five different businesses, real estate, drop shipping, Amazon, like, like Facebook, like you name it. Yeah. And I was losing in every single business simply because the banks were screwing me. Yeah. It's, it's funny you say that. Cause, and the other thing that people lack is like a self-awareness to understand what they're good at. You know, like I was never a tech guru or anything like that. So I didn't understand you know, certain fields that I was trying to get into, I was just doing it because I saw other people having success with it instead of being self-aware enough to know like, okay, what do you really enjoy doing? Which is eventually how I got into podcasting because I enjoyed communication. I enjoyed networking. I enjoy, you know, building audiences through collaboration like we're doing now and um, all of this, but I never really stuck with any of that other stuff because I couldn't figure it, I couldn't figure it out. And I, I wasn't really passionate about it. So I think there's a self-awareness level there too, to figure out what makes you tick as opposed to just doing something because somebody else is successful with it. Now I like whoever's watching this, I do want them to know that 99% of people are going to use credit to get in the same, same or similar situation that I was in. But after getting into that situation, getting out of it, I'm using that same exact thing called credit to go and I, I just had my first $20,000 day uh, two months ago. Yeah. Credit. Not, not on my own money, just leveraging that exact same thing that got me into this debt, depression, just terrible situation. And now I'm also using it to go and travel the world for free. Yeah. So let's talk about when things started turning up the, in the right direction, um, getting out of that debt how did you get out of $82,000 worth of debt? And what did you learn about credit that uh, you didn't know before? So the situation got so bad. Like it got so bad. And I understand now that it was kind of a blessing in disguise because at one point I was sitting in my office or in my car and I was like, I was, I was so depressed 
And I was thinking of like, what is wrong? What is wrong that, why am I still in the situation? What needs to change? And it finally clicked in my head. I need to learn credit because that's what's screwing me. That's, that, that was the initial problem that got me into the situation. I don't know how I'm getting screwed, but I know I'm not even getting my debt down by paying so much interest to these banks. And it finally clicked and I started spending like three or four hours a day learning credit, uh, the ins and outs. Uh, I learned a bunch of crazy loopholes that like, I mean, it's, it's absolutely insane what they don't show on the marketing side of you know, credit, credit cards, loans. On the back end, it's all, it's all I mean, it's all to get set up to get you screwed, to get 99% of the people screwed, uh, unless they understand how to leverage it correctly. So now the first thing uh, that I learned, which was uh, a significant change, was how I can open up new credit lines, despite the fact that my credit score was a 490. I had collections. I had like every possible thing you could imagine for a bad credit score. I had it. Now, it, about two or, two or three months into uh, learning credit uh, and being able to pay some of that down and learning credit repair by myself, I was able to get some of that debt removed, removed, okay? Get my credit score from about a 490 to maybe like a seven or 720, where at that point, I was able to finally open up new credit lines, transfer the debt over to those new credit lines, which I learned how to do without actually paying any balance transfer fees, any interest. So at this point, I wasn't paying the interest anymore. Mm-hmm. That was, that was the biggest, biggest factor in, in getting out of debt. Stop paying that interest. Uh, understand how credit repair works. Because a lot of people, they, they don't do it themselves. They go and try to get a credit repair company. They don't do anything. 99% of the company, they don't do anything. And learning it yourself, being able to understand how to do it for that particular situation is what makes the difference. And a lot of people just go dealing with like collections and debts derogatory marks for seven years, seven years, where if they learned it, they could, they could get that stuff removed in like two months. Yeah. So it, this is all really interesting because it's stuff that I don't know. And just uh, so people, people know, I, it, I just became part of your inner circle because I'm so excited and it's something that I've wanted to figure out. You know, like I said, I don't, I don't understand exactly how credit works. I, when I, when I first started, I worked myself into some debt. Um, the other thing about entrepreneurship they don't tell you is how to manage taxes. Like, oh, you're an employee for a while, you get a paycheck, all of that money is yours. When you become an entrepreneurship, start making some money, you, you, don't, you don't process over like that. You don't have those systems in place. You don't understand that money isn't all yours anymore. You have to understand like part of that money, a good chunk of it goes to the government. And it's really difficult to transition from employee to entrepreneur because you don't have any of those disciplines. You don't have any of that understanding. Um, so I got myself into some debt and I worked my way out of it, but it's still like that credit score is still, you know, it's still not where I want it to be. So I've wanted to learn all this stuff from you. So, so what you're saying is that you don't even necessarily like you, you didn't necessarily even pay back $82,000. You just sort of moved it and then, you know, found ways around paying all of it back. Or did you have to still pay back that $82,000? No, I didn't pay back all of 82 K. Actually, a lot of the accounts went into collections. I probably had like 30 or 40 grand that went into collections. So they were charged off. They were with a third party that were calling me every single day, like every single day. Excuse me. And 
like that, that just made it worse. I mean, people understand that who are in collections and banks are trying to get money from them. I have so many students that are in that, in that situation and they're like, dude, them calling me every single day makes the situation so much worse. And that's exactly where I was. And one little, one tiny little secret that nobody knows uh, to make them stop doing that is to simply pick up the phone, not verify anything, but to simply say, hey, I'm out of work from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Do not contact me at this time. And if you contact me, contact me in writing. They cannot legally get, go, go after you to try to get uh, the debt that you owe during the time that you try to get funds together. So that's one thing that people do not know and all they have to do to get that situation into a little bit of a better position where they're not calling and harassing is simply that. Yeah, there was a situation once where uh, I just, I wasn't answering the phone. You know, it's like, I couldn't pick up a call. It's like, if somebody called me, I was like, you have to text me first because I, you know, I'm afraid to pick up the phone because I know somebody calling wants money. And that's, that's really, that's really stressful. So you're saying like they, they have to send it to you in writing and if they can't, like it just, it just goes away or it's just transferred or how does that go away? Cause eventually, eventually it's still sitting there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's a very important part of credit repair where you have to have a paper trail for you to be able to go and prove something. You need to have a paper trail, not a phone call. That's why they go and harass you over a phone call and try to avoid any paper trails because a lot of the times uh, collectors are not abiding by the rules that they're supposed to. They just, uh, they just hope that the person they're harassing gets scared enough to go and pay them the money. A lot of the times they can't even collect that money legally. So when an account goes into collections with a third party or it gets charged off uh, and it goes with a third party, they don't have the right to go and collect until that debt is verified either by phone you say yes this is my debt i agree to pay this okay i'm starting to pay this here's my information okay mm -hmm. then it's verified then they can collect but until that happens either in writing or over the phone they need to prove that that's why they harass people so much every single day until they get so scared that they give into it okay i'll pay this amount okay whatever and now it's verified and here's the thing, even if that debt is paid down, the credit score is not going to go up right. because how the credit score works is they don't look at the amount of debt. They look at, is it a collection account or is it not a collection account? So you can have 10K in collections, paid it all down and your score is at a 490 and it's going to go to a 490. It's not going to change. <laughs> it's, it's so funny because... I guarantee very few people understand this. Um, and education is power because if you don't know that, you can easily be intimidated by these people. They call, you know, they say, hey, we need this money or this is going to happen. And if you're not educated, you don't know these things, which I didn't until just now, you get intimidated and you're like, okay, I have to do something. So you get backed into a hole and then you're like, okay, I'll just pay whatever. And then you're just, you're not helping the situation. You're almost, almost hurting yourself because now you're paying that money and you're not actually improving your credit score. It's not almost, you are hurting yourself. Yeah. You can use that money to go and do something that makes you more money. You could pay down a debt that you actually need to pay down. Like a debt that's with a creditor that's not negative yet. Because the last thing you want to do is 
ruin your relationship with a bank like Chase or Amex. And those banks are banks that like I personally use to leverage to make a crazy amount of money that I'm making right now and to go and travel and to do whatever. But when it does go into collections, you got to understand that these people cannot legally collect until the debt is verified, which if they harass you enough and you go and verify by phone saying, yes, this is my debt. Here's how much I'm going to pay. I'm going to start paying. Okay. I'm going to sign whatever. Now it's verified, but you pay it down and nothing happens. And you're like, what do I do now? I'm sitting here for seven years with a collection account. My score's not going up. I can't get a house. I can't get an apartment. I can't get a car. I'm paying crazy interest. I have to go to uh, get, what is it, like money market or whatever, where you pay like 40% or something on the money they, they loan you. Right. And then you give your car for collateral and then your car gets impounded. And then your situation's even worse and it just piles up again and it's the same thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's insane, right? So people need, to, people need to learn this stuff. Yeah. And it's so, it's so sad that there's nothing like that in the education system that teaches every single person when they come out of school. I mean, I mean, like, this, I, have, I have several hundred students right now since I opened up the Inner Circle. And I've looked at a thousand, probably like a thousand or fifteen hundred credit reports where every, or like 95% of people have some sort of debt they're paying interest on. Or they have collection that, collections that they paid off. And now they're like, why isn't my score better? <laughs> these, like, these little things that uh, become huge problems people, people don't understand. And when they do understand, it makes such a massive difference in their, difference in their life. Yeah, it's really fascinating. I, I'm really excited to dig into it more and just learn because if that stuff was scary, which it was, um, there's also a good side of it. And we, we, I, I've, seen, I've seen you doing this ever since I started following you, ever since we um, got introduced. Um, shout out to our good friend, Carlos Reyes. Um, but you are also a travel hacker. I know you mentioned like traveling. You're going to Bali tomorrow. You have found a good way to use credit, you know, now that you've got it in your favor. Um, how does travel hacking work? Because I've seen, you know, I've seen some of your stuff. You're getting $2,000 a night hotels and you're paying under $100 to stay at these resorts. And it's, it's just so fascinating. What, what is travel hacking? Travel hacking, there's two parts of it. Okay, there's travel hacking leveraging credit, which is like sign-up bonuses, points, statuses, which uh, you can, you know, you, you, know, you know what a sign-up bonus is when, when you get a credit card, right? Like 100,000 points or whatever. And you got to pay like 5,000 bucks or you got to spend 5,000 bucks to get that sign bonus. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, an example of travel hacking is to get that sign bonus without spending a single dollar. So you get a thousand dollars worth of travel, AKA a thousand, a hundred thousand points for free. <laughs> All you got to do is understand a couple travel hacking, uh, secrets when you leverage credit and you can do that. Now, if you know a couple more specific secrets about application sequences, how to get six to 10 cards at a time, I have like 50 right now. Here's like a little, a little stack of cards I have. And I only use a couple. I just leverage the other 45 to get points, statuses, free travel. And when you know that stuff, I mean, you don't have to spend a single dollar. All you gotta know is that a couple pieces of information that let you leverage uh, for one, for, okay, one, uh, which is fun, travel hacking, right? You get to travel for free. But two, uh, you can leverage it for free money. 
and not, not free money where they give you money, you don't have to pay it back, but money you don't have to pay interest on. Right. Four grand of interest that I was paying every single month could have been avoided if I knew this information. I can borrow, I can borrow a hundred grand right now in cash and pay 0% to the bank. It's, it's incredible once you know the loopholes and once you know the rules of credit, how exactly it works. So give me your best story. Like if somebody comes to you and they say, Jan, what's the biggest travel hack? Like what's the best deal? What's the, what's the biggest discount you've ever had? What's, what, what, what's the first story that comes to mind? So the other part of travel hacking, which does not require credit. Okay, so people, people in the inner circle think, uh, or that come to the inner circle, I mean, this is where all the credit and travel hacking secrets are shared. Mm -hmm. uh, they're like, okay, I have bad credit. Now I can't implement any of the travel hacks that you share. Not true. There's, an, there's a whole world of travel hacking outside of, of credit completely. And I've been travel hacking for like six years now. I just couldn't enjoy it while I was in such massive debt. Like I was traveling for free, but I knew when I came back to US, I had this massive pile of debt on me that I was at the time I was like, maybe I should just not go back to US. <laughs> yeah, or it's still it's still there. It's like a cloud over you. Um, so was there was there a trip where you yes. were that that stands out to you? It's not a trip. It's uh, all my trips. <laughs> so I've taken this is going to be my 99th flight in 2019. The one to Bali that I'm taking tomorrow. I'm paying how much am I paying? So I'm flying first class, of course. Okay. I'm paying about, instead of, um, instead of, I think it was like $16,000 uh, that it was round trip for first class from here to Bali. And I will be paying $300. I will not be using points. Okay. I will not be using points. Um, I will not be using any statuses that you get with credit. And I do this every single flight. When I fly within the US, I pay zero. I still fly first class. <laughs> if I wanna to go to London, which is like 24 grand round trip first class, I'll pay maybe, I'm not gonna pay over 500 bucks. You're a damn wizard. <laughs> it's so fascinating. And uh, you, you just, you know, opened up your inner circle and I don't know if, uh, if maybe, I don't know when it's going to open up again, but if you do, people should take advantage of it. Cause I, I jumped in immediately. I, I like, I had to, I saw that it was closing. I was like, I have, I have to get in because I have to learn these secrets because I see the way that you do it. And once you learn the system, you can really use it to your advantage. So, but somebody that feels like super overwhelmed, you know, and maybe just uh, a quick blueprint. But somebody that comes to you and they say, Jan, I'm in $20,000 worth of debt. I've got it on three or four different credit cards. Um, my credit card, my credit's starting to fall. I'm maxing, maxing everything out. What do I do? So if we back up just a little bit, when I was starting to get out of my $82,000 worth of debt, uh, I made another very important decision that got me to where I am today. And that decision was to go finally get a job, to go and have some income coming in. And it's, it was very hard for me. I've, like, I've never had a job for my entire life besides that lifeguard job. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was very hard for me to go work for somebody. But that job was also a sales job. 
And besides the income, which was important to start, you know, paying off the debt, get to where I am today to go fund my, uh, fund my knowledge, fund whatever I was trying to do. I got a sales skill and that sales skill got me to where I am today. I like, it was not the income. Okay. It was not the income. It was that skill. Now that skill will make people a lot of money. And you, I'm sure you know this mm -hmm. sales will make you money in any industry that you're in. Not like you don't have to be selling a product. Sales is selling an idea, understanding a problem and giving a solution. You're understanding how to communicate better. You will make more money learning sales. Mm -hmm. 1000%. Now this income coming in got me out of maybe 30, 30 or $40,000 uh, worth of debt. So the remainder that I actually did pay off was by uh, getting the sales job. The remainder I got wiped through credit repair and what have you. Now, if someone has debt that was like 20 or 30 or 40 K, I see so many times people go and try to get more debt to cover the old debt. I see it so many times, Like I got to go get a loan so I can cover this loan. That's why everybody that's in debt gets these envelopes that say, here's your loan consolidation, put it all onto one loan. Okay. We're going to charge a little fee, you know, but you're going to pay the interest to us now. You still have, like, you still have debt. That's not the problem. The problem is you don't have any income coming in. You don't have any cash flow. Yeah. You can't be an entrepreneur with zero income coming in. The best thing, the best decision somebody can make is to focus on their income. When I was getting out of my debt, the only thing I focused on was learning how am I getting screwed and how can I leverage this in a different direction and how can I make more money? How can I make more money so I can pay down this debt. I was not thinking about the debt, by the way. I knew, I knew there was a shitload of it, but I just focused on how can I make more money? And that's what everybody else should do that has debt. Okay. That thinks they should get more debt to cover the old debt, but they're not focusing on whatever they're doing to make more money. They're just like, I have this job or I have this little hustle that's making me this amount of money. And they think that's a, unchangeable factor for some reason. I think it's because a lot of people just get stuck doing one thing and they, they can't change. Change is very difficult for a lot of people. It was for myself as well. Uh, I, th I think you would know, you would know that yourself kind of starting out too. Yeah. And it's, al it's also, yeah, you have to be able to make, you have to find out how to make money. I think that's one thing. Um, you know, when I first started out, I, I, I came across Grant Cardone and his principle was, you know, you can't really save your way to success. And if you're in debt, especially if it's at that limit, like I, I remember hearing uh, on another podcast you did that the average person has $17,000 in debt. If you're at that level of debt and you're barely scraping by, you're never going to be able to pay it back. So you have to find a way to make more money and increase your income. And that sales is the best way to do that. Um, one thing that you, you told me is that, you know, you, you leverage credit to make more money. Is it, you have to have a business, do you have to have a business? Do you have to have a, like some, something you're doing already? Or is there something that you would recommend people that there's, there's, let's say they're, set, they're sitting in a desk and they're at a job and they can't make more money. You know, they're, they're stuck, they're an accountant, you know, or whatever it may be where they're, they're pretty capped. You know, they can't really go to this level. Is there a way to leverage credit to make more money or is it get a side hustle? Like, what would you say to that person? Here's a rule that I, that I follow uh, all the time. It's a very strict rule that I follow. Spend credit, use credit, 
for stuff that makes you money. That's it. Mm -hmm. Use your cash flow for testing, for ideas, for stuff that you don't know is going to make you money. So if you understand how to leverage credit, which I personally do for real estate and e-com, mm -hmm. I'm not a pro at real estate or e-com by any means, but I'm a pro at leveraging credit. So what I do is I partner with pros in real estate and pros in e-com and I leverage my credit because they don't know how to, and I will fund those projects. But I know they're going to make me money because I know the track record. Okay, I know the business model. I know generally how it works, but primarily I know the track record. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to spend my, my credit on testing Facebook ads for a new business idea that might be the next big thing or my new business that I don't know how to start, but I'm going to go trial and error. That's what I did in the beginning. That's what got me into debt. I didn't use a course. I didn't use any knowledge. I just went. I saw the thing on Instagram. People, uh, people with Lambos having success saying it's in that business. And then I went and did that business with trial and error. Got myself into a crazy amount of debt. Did not follow the rule of using credit for something that will guarantee or almost guarantee you money. Not thinking it's going to make you money, but guaranteeing that it's going to make you money. Yeah. So I think the biggest takeaways here, you have to educate yourself and you have to have a plan and then you have, you have to be disciplined and then you have to learn how to sell. You have to learn how to, how to actually, you know, make the money that's going to get you out of that and then get you in a better situation to, to leverage that credit to make more money. hundred percent. hundred percent. Now there's another rule that you got to know. Okay. Have so much credit that you don't need cash and have so much cash, you don't need credit. If you look at the biggest companies in the world, Apple, they have 300 billion in liquid cash, yet they go and borrow all their money from Japan. Follow the same principle. Mm -hmm. Same principle, use that cash for testing, okay, what, I mean, whatever you need to do, and use your credit for scaling. Yeah, because everything you buy, if you know it's going to make money, you might as well get the points on it and use, uh, use the leverage for it, right? Yeah, exactly. But like if, for beginners that are watching, okay, for beginners that are watching, um, a simple methodology is go and get 0% money, okay? There's so many offers that credit cards give you that it's like 0% for 12 to 15 months. Make sure you get that. Don't get a credit card that gives you all these crazy points. Because if you're starting a business, go ahead and go for a 0% money. At least you know you're not going to pay interest for 12 to 15 months. So you can either break even or if it's not working out, you can use your income from that sales job that you have, hopefully, to pay that back without paying any crazy interest. Now, it, now a lot of people are doing e-com and real estate and whatever other businesses they have. They make this crazy, huge mistake of capping themselves out before, uh, before they even start their business. So they'll start their business, for example, they'll do Amazon, right? And they have 25,000 bucks in credit lines. So they'll start their store, they get, um, they'll, they'll start the store and spend like 20K, right? On whatever, on products, on marketing, what have you. And they have now 5,000 bucks left over. But now they're at 80% 80, 80 utilization or 90% utilization. Having 90% utilization tanks the credit score as if you have a bunch of missed payments or you have an account in collections. So for example, I had a uh, account that was 100% utilization 
I got it removed. My credit score went from a five, like, like a 550 to a 720. Just like that. Just like that. So if people go and cap themselves out before scaling their credit, then you can't move anywhere anyways. So it's, it's so important to understand to go and scale the credit correctly, no application sequences, and it's, and it's somewhat easy to learn, okay? I mean, you can start by Googling stuff. I started like this as well. Google was my best friend. Mm-hmm. And then when I started getting into the advanced stuff, I just started looking at people that know how to do business credit or really advanced credit. And I just started paying them for the time. I'm like, hey, let me, let me, nobody was teaching them, by the way. So I'm like, hey, let me, let me spend uh, a day with you. I'll give you a couple thousand bucks. I want to know everything you know. I got a bunch of questions. I already Googled everything at that time. I'm like, I want to, I want to know more. So I just started paying people. Uh, but to go back, to go back to the scenario, uh, people need to understand that scaling credit before you go and cap it out is so, so, so important because once you scale the personal, you can do the, you can do this little magic thing. And it's not magic. I mean, <laughs> you go and scale the business, you go and scale the business credit. And once you scale the business credit, whatever you put on that, on the business credit is not going to be reporting back to the personal. Utilization is not going to be reporting back to the personal. So you can go start your Amazon store up to utilization like crazy on the business side. It's not going to report back to the personal. And now you can keep scaling the personal. Now you can keep scaling it, leveraging it for travel to make more money, to go and scale a different corporation. And people go and cap themselves out and they're like, I don't know what to do. Now they go back to their funding bullshit start paying 20 or 30% on the money, get into debt. And now they're like, oh, this credit thing doesn't work. I'm just... <laughs> my, uh, my mind is a little bit blown. Um, this has been a really fun conversation. This is the first podcast I've done where it's like, uh, I'm kind of like losing my, my space of where we're at because I'm just listening because I'm learning so much. It's almost like you're speaking a different language to me and uh, I'm just like trying to take it in. And I'm like trying to take mental notes at the same time. I wish I had my paper, but the good thing is, is I'm in the inner circle. So I, I got all this, uh, I, I can get all this information at my fingertips and I'm, I'm really excited. I wanted to learn more about this. So I was like, I, it, it's self-education, exactly what you did. You paid a lot of money to learn how this stuff works. So if I can pay you to learn how this stuff works, then you save yourself a lot of time. You save yourself a lot of stress and you save yourself a whole lot of money. Like that's one thing that's changed changed my life over the last three years is getting with people that know what they're doing. If you want to learn something, especially something as important as credit, make sure that you hire a mentor. Like sure, it might cost you a little bit of money up front, but you're going to save so much money and time uh, in the long run. And Jan, I appreciate you jumping on and sharing some secrets. I'm excited to see what else, what else there is in the inner circle. Uh, if somebody wants to reach out to you, if they want to learn how to fix their credit, leverage credit, travel hack, all this awesome stuff, where can they find you? Uh, my primary platform is going to be Instagram. Uh, now I will be changing my IG handle very soon, but at the moment it's just my first name, last name. It's Y A N S T A V I S S K I, but that will likely change very soon. However, if they just type in Jan Stavisky, my first name, last name, it will still pop up. Maybe just a different handle. Yeah. And, uh, I'm sure it's, it's going to be a popular handle that, uh, that'll be easy to find. And I have, I have a feeling that it might be credit related. So yeah, <laughs> I just want to give you a quick example of what's possible for you. Now that you're in the inner circle, I calculated that 
for the past three years of me traveling, I would have spent, if I didn't know credit and travel hacking, I would have spent 600 grand on the flights and hotels alone. But instead, I paid under 40 grand. <laughs> That's that is how it's done. I'm pumped. I can't wait to dig in to the content. I can't wait to ask you more questions. I'm going to bug the hell out of you, but I'm so excited to, uh, to learn. And I think other people will be too. This, this, this conversation blew me away. Jan, I'm so grateful for the time, grateful for the insights and thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the giant voices podcast. If you love the show, don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review. Also, if you have questions, message us on Instagram at giants underscore voices or message Carson at Carson Jones.